Why do you say that, Father? You aren't afraid, are you? No. But I respect some of the superstitions of others. Often, they are founded in fact. Broadcasting live from our Sanctum Sanctorum in Venice, California. This is the Sixth Sense Society. I'm your host, Krista, here with our producer, Michael, and we are back after a week's hiatus. And we're back with my father, Dr. George Schwimmer, which we're very happy to be back with. If you have not seen our earlier shows with him, I, I definitely suggest you do. He has been a metaphysician for over 40 years, been studying it, practicing it, and has basically trained in different modalities, such as past life, regression, shamanism, and mediumship. And he is the author of over 20 books, screenplays, and stage plays. And so we're happy to have him. But before, and, and then our topic today, I should say that too, we're going to be talking about guidance and healing. So before we get started, Michael has a few announcements. Hi, everybody, and thanks so much again for all the support you guys are showing our show. It's really fantastic, and a few of you have bought us some coffees on Ko-Fi, and we definitely appreciate that. That really does help us a little bit with our production cost, and it's definitely a passion project for us. We love doing the show and plan on continuing for as long as we can. And then a little shout-out thank you to Sunset Lodge uh, in Santa Monica that allow us to broadcast from here. Uh, unfortunately, everything's closed down now with the pandemic, but um, hopefully we'll be up and running again soon. Um, we've got a couple of great shows still coming up this month. Uh, next week, we have Karen Frasca, and she's going to be talking about autumn equinox magic, which is really cool. And then the um, following week, Nita Kamari will be talking about constellation astrology and family constellation astrology in particular, which is a fascinating branch of astrology. And then we've got some great shows coming up in October. Holly Lindblom will be back, Mystic Mitten. And uh, Madam Zalema and Jackie Smith. Uh, and so it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, get all the information on our website, sixcentsociety.com, S A X T H, all spelled out. Uh, please subscribe to our quarterly newsletter while you're there. We give uh, every three months we put out a newsletter with some of our favorite episodes and some other cool stuff we find that we think you'll enjoy. And uh, we're going to have a lot of fun with this show. So I'm going to kick it back to you. So take it away, Krista. Great. Thanks, Michael. And just a little clarification on Nita's show. It's actually a couple of topics we're going to talk about. One is it's family constellation, which is a healing modality. And she also has some really innovative ideas about astrology that she wants to share. And she's going to be starting a course on. So we're going to talk about those two topics. So welcome, Dad. Hello. <laughs> Hello from New Mexico. <laughs> so, New Mexico. Yeah, such a beautiful area. So um, today you had indicated you would like to talk about um, sort of synchronistic, synchronistic guidance to your finding healers and sort of related ideas around that. And I think you had a couple of different healers in mind. Well, a couple of things. Uh, I ran across a couple of things uh, in the last uh, few weeks, and uh, they were... Uh, obvious to me and uh, you know they were generated by guidance and synchronicity so i thought okay uh, let's talk about that so have you in general used synchronicity a lot in your life no it's a uh, you know it happened uh, it uh, happened a lot to me uh, uh back in the 80s uh not, not quite so much uh, uh these days but uh, uh for example you know when i was uh uh, when I started training to be a shaman, I had absolutely no uh, idea or interest in being a shaman. And uh, I was just bored one day. I was in Los Angeles, and I was bored one day. And uh, I picked up the free newspaper to see if there was anything there, and there weren't any movies I was interested in. And then I saw this ad saying, Dr. Alberto Villaldo, shaman. And I said, oh, baloney, you know, shaman, shaman. And uh, I had nothing to do. So I said, oh, what the hell? I'll go and listen to this guy. And I listened to him, and uh, I wasn't terribly in, uh, impressed, but he 
mentioned a couple of the books that he had written, and I went to the library and uh, read them, and I was hooked. So uh, there's there, there's an instance of uh, uh, synchronicity right there because I had no in, uh, interest in going, no interest in shamanism, and I wound up studying for two and a half years. Wow. Well, you listened to it anyway. That's interesting. You resisted, but you didn't resist. Well, this is one of the things that I try to tell people is to pay attention to what crosses your path. You don't know where it's going to go, uh, who uh, where, who are you going to meet, or uh, whatever. Now, Edgar Casey said we plan our lives and uh, we choose our parents. Uh, however, we have free will to uh, make choices and uh, change our game plan on Earth. Uh, yet we we don't do this alone uh, uh, without uh, direction. Uh, I read many years ago that we all have spiritual guides, and I've uh, uh, found this to be true. And at that time, uh, whatever this uh, writer was, uh, he wrote that there were anywhere from five to 100 uh, guides. Uh, I know I have at least five, possibly 10, maybe more that I don't know about. And uh, that, uh, in, a, in addition to the five, they may come and go depending on circumstances. And so, for example, a, a president uh, of the United States could have 100 uh, guys because of all the different things he has to do. That makes and, sense, uh, yeah. Th- and then, of course, uh, synchronicity. And uh, I, I can't tell you for sure as to uh, uh, how this is put into motion, but it's either part of our game plan or or the spiritual guides, or as some people joke, uh, universal universal computer of some sort. Uh, the fact is there are no uh, coincidences. Hmm. I think Michael has either yeah. a comment or question right now. Yeah, I, I've brought this up before, and I, I think Dr. Shermer's going to get a kick out of this, but we had an old hippie friend from England in Halifax in Nova Scotia, Mark. Um, he was a character. And he said one day a month, what he would do is he would step out his front door and he would look for a sign. It could be a swizzle stick that was pointing in a certain direction or whatever. And he'd say, okay, that's the direction I'm meant to go. And off he would go. And he said, then he would watch for his next sign. It could be a little piece of conversation he heard in passing, you know, somebody talking about something cool over there. He said, then I'm guessing I'm supposed to go over there. And so he would literally spend the entire day with no plan, just following signs. And he said, I went to some of the coolest places I never would have thought to go. I met some of the coolest people I never would have met. He said, but he just allowed himself to be guided for an entire day. I thought that was a really amazing exercise. Maybe we should all try that once in a while. Yeah, that's interesting. I haven't heard that. Yeah, he, you would love him. He is a real, he is really a character. He's just British, a British man and living in Nova Scotia, like very magical and just smart too. So this, you said the last couple of weeks you'd had some things happen to sort of guide you. What What were they? Well, before I talk about that, I want to, Mention, I, I'd never heard of uh, the word synchronicity until I was uh, in a checkout line at the end of a spiritual retreat in 1978, and I mentioned to a man beside me how I had uh, recently experienced a number of very odd coincidences, and uh, another man just behind me laughed and said, "Oh, those were not coincidences, but synchronicity." Uh, which he said it was a term coined by Carl Jung. So his comment, of course, was an example of synchronicity. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and that, that's why I first, uh, uh, let me uh, let me mention a delightful example of synchronicity just uh, recently. Uh, during my training to be a shaman, I learned a process for obtaining a different perspective on a problem or issue using levels of perception and an assemblage point. Uh, which technique could also be used uh, to do divinations for others. And uh, I feel strongly that uh, this, which is a a simple procedure, should be used by everyone. And in 2017, I decided to send a set of instructions uh, for this to a former client of mine uh, who had been studying shamanism at that time. So I sent her the instructions, and this is the reply I got back. Quote, how wonderful to hear from you. Your timing is divine as usual. I am now teaching the Peruvian medicine wheel to students. Currently, I am teaching about the assemblage point, and I love that you sent me a write-up on it. If it is all right with you, I would like to share this with my students. And all I could do was laugh, because <laughs> that's, 
<laughs> because that's about you know yes. as obvious of these uh, synchronicity as, as you're uh, uh, ever going to uh, run across. So then, uh, then also guidance uh, and uh, guides. And uh, the first time I ran across that was in uh, 1978 when I went to the home of a woman uh, who I'd been told uh, knew of psychics in my area. And while uh, visiting with her, she had me meditate, during which I saw a series of ancient-looking open stone entranceways, one behind another, uh, which the lady then told me meant that the way was open for me, though I didn't know at that time uh, open for what. Uh, this was just at the very beginning of my uh, spiritual metaphysical uh, journey. And then I, uh, I, at the retreat, I took an early morning class on meditation. And during one session of which I saw beautiful, many-colored gemstones being dropped uh, from above into my open cupped hands. And it wasn't until later that I realized that these were gifts of the spirit. And then, again, in, the, in another meditation at that uh, retreat, I was given a message from my guidance presented to me to look like a telegraphic tape spelled out one letter at a time uh, in my inner vision. So very early on, uh, it was uh, impressed on me that, uh, you know, I had, I had uh, uh, guidance and that uh, I should uh, pay attention uh, from, you know, whatever impulses uh, I've been uh, getting. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, let me give a, give one example of uh, a guidance. Uh, again, you know, you don't, you don't, you, you're not aware of unless you're aware of it. Uh, you don't expect these things at all. And uh, uh, when strange things happen, you, know, you want to stop and think for a second. You know, where is this coming from, and what does it mean? Uh, in 1982, I was living in a very uh, rough. Uh, West Side, side, West Side, New York City neighborhood. It was called Health Kitchen. I remember that. And yeah, I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> you, you met some other people there. I did. <laughs> uh, just around the corner, congregated pimps, prostitutes, drug dealers, and addicts. And uh, one day I left my apartment to go catch a subway at 42nd Street. And as I began to walk uh, south on 8th Avenue, which is a filthy street with bizarre denizens, a flyer taped uh, on a light pole caught my eye. And I went over and I found advertised an eight-week course about the human aura and chakras. And I looked around and I thought, chakra training in Hell's Kitchen? <laughs> Are you serious? Uh it turned out actually the class uh, was held uh, uh, near Wall Street, which is another odd venue, and uh, no one else from Hell's Kitchen had signed up uh, for the class. So that flyer was uh, meant for me alone. And I don't know how that flyer even got there because the lady who taught the class lived way uptown, and what she was doing walking down 8th Avenue uh, to put up a flyer, I, I'll never know. So that that's that's yeah. the kind of you know uh, direction I've had uh, all my life, and uh, every every one of the uh, things which I learned, the metaphysical things that I learned, plus other things, uh, I was guided to. I didn't go looking for uh, virtually any of these things. These things just crossed my path, and uh, I, I had enough you know uh, sense or sensitivity sensitivity to check them out. So I always tell people to uh, pay attention. Do what crosses your path. You don't know what or where or whom it may lead you. And uh, okay, and I think that I think the idea that it can be something so simple as a flyer too. I think sometimes you know maybe some people might think you'd get some kind of a grand gesture, and often it's these little simple things that your ego will accept. Actually, well, uh, you know, uh, for example, uh, the first thing I learned was Reiki. And I never heard of Reiki, didn't have any interest in it, didn't know how to get it, nothing. Uh, I happened to go to this retreat, and uh, I went to the retreat because I was looking for psychics. And there was a lot of them there. 
But while I was there, there was a six-day retreat, and uh, they had uh, different trainings uh, in the afternoons. And I thought, well, I'm here. You know, I should I should go and do something with my afternoon. So I, I read all the different things that were going on, and I read this thing that says Reiki, R-E-I-K-I. What the heck is that? And uh, form healing. Well, I've been interested in healing, so I thought, oh, what the heck, you know. Uh, and that's how I got, uh, you know, involved with Reiki. I didn't go looking for it. Mm-hmm. It just, you know, popped uh, in my uh, life as I was uh, living it. Now, getting to what uh, happened recently, which is why I decided to do this particular uh, subject matter. Uh, one night about two months ago, I couldn't go to sleep. And uh, I finally got up about 2.30. I went to my living room, pulled a book from my bookshelves, and uh, I don't know why I pulled that book off the bookshelf. Uh, it was Ruth Montgomery's book, Threshold to Tomorrow. I bought it in 1982. I'm sure I read it then, but I never looked at it again. And now I had no idea what was in the book. I didn't look at the back of the book. I just opened it up and began to read. And the first chapter was entitled Jason Winters. Oh. And it, tur- and it turned out to be a, about a man with severe terminal cancer of the jaw and tongue, as well as a large malignant tumor under one ear, who uh, the book said had cured himself of cancer. So I read on. Uh, Jason Winters' former schooling ended at the age of 14. He worked as a stuntman in Hollywood and as a salesman. Uh, then he was selling refrigerators. He had a wife and five kids, was a world wanderer, and said he had a ball with his life. Uh, consequently, when he was given two months to live, it was a terrific shock. And uh, not only that, but his doctor wanted to remove his jaw and tongue. Oh. And when, yeah. And when Jason asked if that would save his life, the doctor said, no, he, he still would die. Oh. So, uh, so Jason uh, logically said, that, no thanks uh, to the operation. And uh, waiting to die at home with nothing to do but uh, with nothing but time on his hands, uh, he started reading sacred books. And he began to notice that there often were mentions of healing with herbs in these texts. And he identified three of these herbs, and he sold his house and went uh, flying around the world uh, trying to find these three herbs. And uh, after a while, he found all three, and he came back. And he brewed a tea with the first one and got absolutely no results. He then brewed the second uh, herb and got absolutely no results. Then the third herb and same lack of results. And he kept trying them each one, one at a time, zero results. And one day in uh, frustration, he mixed all these together and said, what the heck? And he brewed some of this tea with all three of them in, in the water. And here is what he said later. Quote, I was busy making tea and drinking it all day long and getting weaker all the time. One morning, I was at my lowest ebb and thought, to heck with it, I'll mix all the herbs together and save time. I made the tea combination and a miracle happened. I could feel it with the first swallow. Strength seemed to pour into my body. That day I made a gallon of the tea and drank it all. End of quote. Within three weeks, the tumor on his neck had disappeared. In nine weeks, Jason returned to his job feeling healthier than he had since his youth, he said. The cancer never returned. Fantastic. That is, and you know, so, there, that's not the only um, example of someone using some herbal remedy to um, cure cancer. I've heard of, there was a, a Canadian nurse, but I forget her name, that, that had found something out to a Native American. Oh, and again, it was a cancer thing, but, but she was also sort of um, 
I don't know, restricted initially because she was, you know, I don't know, not licensed to do it or something like that. Well, the same thing happened with Jason Winters. Uh, he was uh, living in Canada at the time. He was born in England and moved to Canada. And uh, Canadian uh, authorities uh, raided uh, his house and uh, took him away. But uh, before that happened, uh, to make a long story short, uh, when people learned of the of the tea, hundreds of people lined up outside of his house. Uh, 2,000 uh, letters a day uh, were coming in. And uh, Jason had to uh, start marketing the tea uh, without being allowed to uh, claim any health benefits. But it, uh, it didn't matter because word of mouth took care of that problem. And uh, people flew in from Germany, Australia. Uh, as I said, he started receiving 2,000 orders a day with no advertising. Wow. And uh, in 1982, when this book was written, a million and a half people were drinking the tea, and over a thousand doctors had recommended it. There were 30,000 documented cases of remission of cancer using the tea in the United States alone in 1982. Uh, but uh, as I mentioned, uh, the, when the Canadian authorities found out about this, they raided his house, took all of his uh, uh, stock of tea, and he had to go to the Bahamas. Uh, to set up a company there uh, where he wasn't uh, uh, persecuted for uh, selling the tea. I don't know how they could do that because he didn't even advertise that there was anything mm -hmm. uh, in the tea. Right. So, you, you know, they, uh, he obviously didn't have any legal assistance because that sounds uh, uh, totally illegal to me. Right. But uh, now, uh, actually, Jason uh, wrote that uh, he and at least one doctor, which uh, were mentioned, I believe the tea does not actually cure cancer. What it does is purify a person's blood so that the pancreas can produce enough enzymes to devour the poisons uh, in the system. Now, I found a couple of uh, um, quotes online from patients, which I'd like to read because they're pretty fantastic. Uh, I found this one on Amazon. A quote, we gave this tea to my dad and he drinks it every night. He has been fighting cancer for two years and was given only six months to live. He is now in remission. Doctors are amazed at how far he has come. End of quote. The next one I found on a page which uh, was put up by the uh, Jason Winters uh, company. Uh, incidentally, the company still in business. They've been in business for 40 years. And it is being run by uh, Jason Winter's son. Is he dead then? And so, yeah, Jason is dead. His, his son is still alive, I believe. Uh, I think uh, uh, Jason died something like two, uh, 2008. Mm -hmm. Okay, this is uh, a lady apparently put this up on, uh, on this page. Quote, this week, both my mother and my close friend's mother were given clean bills of health by their stunned doctors. Both were given absolutely terminal diagnoses last winter, both with two types of advanced cancer, colon and ovarian, and esophageal and stomach, respectively. After beginning the Jason Winters uh, tea, but before any conventional treatment, both had perfect blood work, including cancer markers, one of which dropped from 500 to 0.7. Wow. Neither, neither ever had one symptom of the disease after beginning the tea. Both appeared cancer-free after three months. My friend's mom, doctor, said, I have never, ever, in 30 years of practice, practice seen a healing like this. Not only were there no signs of cancer, but there wasn't a scar or any other sign of previous surgery. The doctor couldn't find where he had removed her colon. What? Part of her colon. Wow. He, he even used the word miracle. Her blood cancer marker is still 0.7, far below normal, another first for her doctor. After only two months of conventional therapy, this doc had said, 
Lady, you are looking at a cure. My mother's endoscopy this week was virtually identical. Her doctor said there were no signs she ever had cancer, no scarring from radiation, nothing. They were equally stunned. We weren't. We knew all along they were healed. Several doctors again used the word miracle. Mm. Now, that's a fantastic testimonial. Yeah, it's so I've specific. Never, I never read anything uh, like that. So uh, since my mother had died from stomach cancer and I had a precancerous polyp removed uh, from my colon two years ago, I ordered a couple of boxes of tea, began to drink it. And incidentally, it has a, a very pleasant taste. And I've just ordered three more boxes. I'm, I'm using that as a possible uh, preventive. It also strikes me that if uh, uh, Jason and the doctor were correct and it purifies your blood, it could, it could uh, help uh, other conditions too. Oh, sure. Because it's not, it's not attacking the conditions. It, it, is, it is cleaning your blood. Right. And so I thought, okay. And it's not, you know, it's not expensive and it tastes good. So I'm using it. So are you using so, the one uh, that, that has the chaparole in it? I think there's one with yes. the chaparole and one without. Yeah, yeah, I'm using the one with the chaparral in it. That was one of the original uh, ingredients. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, uh, one of the reasons I'm, I'm, uh, I'm doing this show is because I feel that, you know, I need to get that information out to people. I, I guarantee you there's at least one or more people uh, who are going to listen to this show uh, who are going to be helped by this tea. And uh, so, anyway, that's that's why I... Now, now here's, the, here's the synchronicity part about it. Uh, during uh, the time, the same time period, uh, wait a second. No no. What happened here? Okay, let, let me just tell you what happened. Uh, while I was, um, I had ordered this tea, and uh, during this time, uh, one of my... Uh, Previous uh, shaman students uh, sent me an email and uh, asked me how I was doing, and just uh, incidentally mentioned that her granddaughter had cancer, and then in the second email mentioned uh, a little bit later mentioned that her sister had cancer, and so I of course immediately sent her all this information. Now that that's a piece of synchronicity, also, you know. Yes. That absolutely. is uh, uh, absolutely uh, uh, obvious. And, uh, you know, it, it may even involve guidance. You know, the way guidance works is, is really uh, very, very strange. And uh, it, it, it is possible with the guidance that, okay, we got to contact George so he can go and learn about this, and that way she'll learn about what George knows. I mean, the, the way these things work is just uh, it's strange and very hidden. It's now, very true. Uh, yeah. So go ahead. Yeah, now, yeah, now, uh, yeah, it, it's very strange, but uh, uh, things like this uh, tend to happen. Uh, one thing doesn't seem to be, you know, the only thing that happens. The more than one thing happens at the, during the same time period. Sure. And uh, during this uh, time period when this was going on, um, I ran across another healing modality. Now, my cardiologist had been uh, wanting me to get an artificial heart valve for about three years. Mm -hmm. And I just, I resisted. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't like operations. And uh, so uh, recently I decided uh, to go online and check out, uh, uh, the, you know, the most recent heart valves and so on. And I really wasn't happy with what I found. There were too many possibilities for things to go wrong. So before we get into this, I think Michael has either a question or comment. Yeah, just something okay. real quick. One of our very loyal listeners, uh, Joel, had a question for Dr. Schwimmer and actually maybe for Krista too. And he was interested in information that comes to you through dreams. And in particular, he was saying he had a dream where he had um, an ex-wife that asked him to go into his house and get an object, which he did. 
and there was a, a blue owl in the house, and he has no idea what a blue owl might represent. So he's hoping you guys might know. But and it does bring up an interesting question. Sometimes we see things in our dreams, but you know, sometimes it's a symbol, and how do we interpret that? Is probably a, a good segue into that as well. Well, uh, Edgar Casey said that if you study your dreams. Uh, you will understand the symbology and uh, so on. But uh, it takes you about a year to really, I, I tried it for a while. Uh, I took a uh, course actually uh, from uh, Edgar Casey's son, uh, Hewlin Casey, when I was living in Raleigh. It was a weekend course on dreams. And uh, he told us uh, to tell ourselves to wake up every hour and a half and write down the, the dream. And I did. I woke up every hour and a half right on the dot. Uh, but anyway, uh, it takes about a year. You have to work at it. You've got to write down your dreams uh, uh, every day and the minute you get up. And it takes you about a year to uh, understand the symbology. Uh, now, there's uh, different uh, kinds of things. Uh, Casey said some of it is just garbage, uh, you know, from the day that uh, uh, just ended. Uh, other stuff is symbolic. Sometimes there's uh, past life stuff. But anyway, uh, and also in, in terms of uh, uh, symbols, uh, uh, I, I think it was Jung who was uh, involved with symbols. Uh, there are some uni universal symbols, but uh, most symbols, uh, Casey said, are your own personal symbols. And uh, that's another reason that you have to spend time uh, uh, writing down your dreams every day so you start understanding uh, what your own uh, symbols are. And uh, I did it for a little while, and I just, I just didn't have the patience. Uh, to uh, uh, you know, write my uh, get up every <laughs> every hour and a half and get up in the morning and uh, so on. It's 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 a it's a regular discipline and uh, people who do it you know say it's uh, very useful, but uh, it does take time to go and uh, develop your own uh, personal knowledge of what your own uh, personal symbols are. Yeah, I would just add that I agree with you on that. That each like an owl for Joel will mean something different for me because he associates certain things with an owl. So you want to find out what your association with the color blue and an owl is instead of just looking through books. Yeah, I think I, think I seem to remember that uh, uh, also uh, a, lot, a lot of times uh, a figure in your dreams is actually you, but you're seeing it as somebody else. Uh, so it's, it's mm -hmm. sort of like personifying your problem and looking at it. But Yeah, that's very anyway, Jungian. Not, yeah. Yeah. In the Jungian so interpretation, that's, 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 everything is you. <laughs> well, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> it is. But that uh, that's what makes it even uh, more difficult to, uh, you know, understand yourself if everything is you. I'll tell you one thing, though, that's uh, very interesting about that. Uh, during that period of uh, uh, when I was in New York from uh, about 81 to 86, and then uh, – uh, also, the following uh, three or four years, I, people were continually mirroring my own stuff. And I remember I had this uh, friend, uh, a lady who was a therapist, and she lived in Connecticut, and she came into New York one time, and we were having lunch. And I started telling her, I don't know, some problems I had or whatever. I was, I was talking away about myself. And she would stop me every couple of minutes and say, do you hear what you just said? And I said, no, what did I say? And she would repeat back to me verbatim what I'd said. And she was continually mirroring, you know, my issues hmm. back to me. And then I found that other people, when you, you know, I wasn't the therapist or whatever, but other people would mirror their issues to me. And one of the things that I concluded was, that the purpose of marriage or any close relationship is for the two people to mirror each other's issues mm. because you can't see your own issues. So what you do is, as psychologists will tell you, you project your issue onto the other person and then you can see it. Yeah. And so you're projecting these issues onto each other. And the, uh, the, the ultimate purpose, I think, uh, or at least one of them, uh, of marriage is for you to dump your issues. And the only way you can dump your issues, if you use somebody else to project it onto. So
so you can see what your issues are. Very true. And I'm going to add one more thing since you keep talking about synchronicity. The only thing I'll, I'll say about the owl is that mom had a, my mother had a huge thing with owls. She collected them. She had big brown owl eyes. And in the, um, my knowledge of owl as a totem, owls are able to see into your soul and they can see who you really are. And that, I think she had that a talent of looking into someone and knowing if they had a good soul or not. And, and it's such an odd synchronicity that you'd have an owl because that's definitely something I associate. So maybe it has something to do with your mother or something like that, you know, before we go on to the, the next healer that you want to talk about, Dad. Yeah, let me mention one other thing. You just mentioned about uh, looking into the soul. You know, people uh, say, uh, it's the old saying about eyes or the windows of the soul. Mm-hmm. It is absolutely true. Uh, because that when I was trained to, uh, to do psychic readings, the first thing that we did, one of the first things that we did was they had to stand in a circle, and then we'd go around the circle on the inside and look at each person's eye and give our impression of what this person was like, what their personality was like. Mm-hmm. And eventually, uh, we were taught to start a psychic reading by uh, looking at a person's eye and seeing what comes out. And you can, you can use this. Anybody can use this if they understand what's going on and if they mm-hmm. will look in a person's eye. Now, I, uh, for me, uh, it was one eye. It was the left eye for me. I don't know. For somebody else, it may be uh, another eye, but you can't look at both of them at the same time. But uh, uh, I would look in the left eye, and I'd get all this information about uh, the person uh, in the present, and then I start getting past life information. Anyway, the point of this is that there is information coming out of your eyes. And uh, many years ago, I read a book by uh, two women who had gone to Russia to uh, find out what kind of uh, psychic work the Russians were doing. And one of the uh, chapters uh, uh, they wrote about uh, scientists in uh, in Russia. They had they had one of these. Uh, dark rooms like a, a Kodak has where, you know, no light can get uh, into it at all. And they found that the human eye emits light. Wow. So huh. there is scientific, uh, you know, a validation that there is some kind of energy being projected from your eyes. Well, shamans and uh, uh, others, others uh, tell us that uh, we create our own reality, and I believe that we create it through our eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a personal, uh, personal uh, observation. That's so. very cool. So you okay. were going back to the cardiologist, and uh, the doctor had recommended your you get right. a, a so, surgery, possibly. Yeah. So I went to Google. Uh, Google is 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 the most miraculous thing that uh, has been invented by mankind. Uh, I remember that I, I, I give you one one example uh, before I go on with this. I bought a um, writing box, uh, uh, which was made about 1850 when we were in Ireland. Uh, the box was probably made in England, but I I bought it in Ireland. And the thing was a terrible wreck, and I eventually uh, managed to restore all of it. And on the top of it was a little. A medallion with the band's name on it who'd owned it. And uh, it was, uh, uh, what's the first name? I can't remember the first name, but the second uh, second name was Newenham, and the third name was Dean. First name may have been Thomas. Anyway, it was three, first name, middle name, last name. And over the years, I, I had bought this in 1972, I think. And over the years, I always uh, you know, I'd look at that and I'd say, I wonder who this guy was. And finally, in uh, 1998, I bought a computer. And a year or two later, I looked at the box and I said, oh, I'm going to put it into Google. I put it into Google, and 10 seconds later, I know who it was. Wow. It was a, it was a well-known Irish uh, architect. Uh, he was... Uh, uh, very, uh, very good, and he had uh, some important uh, buildings built in the Dublin and also in London. So Google is is incredible. Uh, there's virtually nothing I have ever uh, not found uh, when I uh, started looking. 
That's so amazing. anyway, I put the I put the Google into the uh, search engine, and seconds later, the name Antonio Silver popped up. Now I want to mention something about that because it's weird. So what did you put I'm in? Gone. What words did you put in Google? That's what I'm about to tell you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I, I missed it somehow. <laughs> I don't remember. Oh. And and when I went back, I tried every combination I could find. I put in healer, natural healer, psychic healer, I don't know, half a dozen or eight. I've never found him again. Wow. I found I found him the first time and I never found him again. So his name is Antonio Silva, S-I-L-V-A. And you have to put an Antonio Silver healer because there's an Antonio Silver who's a wrestler. <laughs> Quite different. <laughs> Quite different. <laughs> right. So I went to a site. And you've got an ex- extensive uh, uh, built-up uh, site, uh, very interesting, and uh, a lot of complex stuff, including some audio stuff. And what I learned was that uh, Antonio's mother had been psychic, and Antonio started healing at the age of eight giving uh, his father healing, and he is now 66 years old. And on his website, there are testimonials uh, for 24 uh, different conditions, uh, which you can read on the website, everything, uh, including cancer. And so, again, uh, you enter Antonio Silva Healer on Google, and you'll go there. Now, what's interesting about him is that when I got to talk with him, he states that he does not do energy healing, hmm. uh, such, as, such as Reiki. He says he, quote, commands the light, commands the light. Hmm. And uh, based on my uh, subsequent uh, treatments uh, from him and my own impressions, I believe he is literally creating. And in this case, Recreating. I'm, I'm not using this uh, word "creating" uh, loosely. I, I mean what I'm saying. I think he is creating, uh, just as God and, uh, and uh, uh, other souls uh, created things. He is creating. So it is, this is not energy healing. Mm-hmm. And I get the sense that, uh, like a contractor rehabilitating an old structure, uh, he rips out walls, tears out electrical systems and then put the new wiring and walls uh, to put it symbolically. Uh, Michael has another question here. Actually, just a comment. Um, we were talking about you know Google and how Google can answer questions other than the questions you ask. And there was an interesting experience I had when we first moved to, to California. And uh, my parents passed away when I was 20, three weeks apart. I, when I was born, my mom was 50. Um, and so, you know, fast forward 15 years later, and now I'm a tarot reader, and we're moving to Los Angeles. And this was pre-Google. The Excite was the search engine. Um, and I had that thought that, you know, would my, what would my parents think? Would they be proud of what I'm doing? I, you know, I know I'm a good person. I know I'm trying to help people with it, not defraud people and whatnot. But, you know, you want your parents to be proud of you. And so I'm looking right. for something completely unrelated to tarot, and I type it into the search engine. And the first thing that pops up at the top of the list is Simon Turnbull's super tarot site. And it was this guy in Australia, Simon Turnbull, that was a tarot reader. And he had this website about his tarot reading. And Simon was my father's middle name and Turnbull was my mother's maiden name. <laughs> I almost fell off my chair. <laughs> you know? So so I, I think there's a, a real way to use Google to, to answer questions from, from the beyond. And it was a pretty cool experience. That's great. Well, that, that's, the, that's what I mean by guidance. You don't know, you know how it works, but suddenly, you know, Something crazy pops up, and uh, it makes sense. Yes. So, um, so, yeah, getting back to this, the, the method of his healing. Okay. After I received uh, my first healing from him, I felt like my insides had been bulldozed. Whoa. And uh, I'll mention a little more about that, but uh, I just want to say that almost a lot of the things which I'm going to mention are very subtle. Uh, I have absolutely not the slightest doubt, and I'll describe some things, that something was happening to me. And it wasn't, you know, just a, 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 
psychic impression or a mental impression or whatever. Now, my first uh, session with Antonio was an hour and a half. Uh, the first hour is spent on uh, diagnosis. Uh, Antonio is also a psychic diagnostician. And I deliberately did not write to him about any of my uh, concerns, physical concerns. And he asked me nothing before he started a psychic scan of my body. And what he told me was that he's going to do a scan and that I should only say yes or no uh, when he mentioned a body part or a region of the body, uh, which he said would either have a current condition or once had a condition in the past. And what I recall him mentioning is the heart, the stomach, a side of the head, my back, and a shoulder. I said yes to all uh, but the stomach. So uh, here's what uh, he then uh, asked me to uh, uh, specify the, what was wrong with the areas he'd mentioned. And I've had a problem with my heart for years, I told him, uh, including aortic uh, stenosis and regurgitation, elevated blood pressure, irregular heartbeat, rapid heartbeat, and for the past year, uh, momentary dizzy spells, uh, which in July uh, had occurred six times. Now, the left side of my head was banged against the driver's side window in a car accident in 1999, and I had moments of, pay, uh, moments of pain uh, from that for the next year, both on the left side and on the right side. My left clavicle, going back to the shoulder, was broken in an accident when I was nine years old, uh, but it healed up well. And as for my stomach, as I mentioned, my mother died of uh, stomach cancer, but I've not had any symptoms related to my stomach. The problem with that is I've read that in the early stages, there are zero symptoms of stomach, stomach cancer, and that by the time you uh, start getting symptoms, it's too late and they can't save you, uh, which is another reason I'm taking the tea. Okay. Now, when we finished the diagnosis, uh, Antonia told me to get comfortable, close my eyes, turn on my speakerphone. And what I experienced during the next hour was a warmth, mostly in my face, and then a feeling of a lot of energy in the center of my forehead and the top of my head. And I believe those are your sixth and seventh chakras because I felt that energy in that area, but I rarely feel that energy. But this time, uh, I could feel it very strongly in the center of my forehead and the top of my head. Um, so Antonio told me to be careful for the rest of the day, make no effort, whatever, and drink two liters of water a day. And as I mentioned, I felt like my insides had been bulldozed. When I later told him I'd been wiped out after our first session, uh, Antonio said, everyone says that. Mm -hmm. My my second session was an hour of healing. I told Antonio that my feet had felt numb for several years, especially the soles of my feet. He made a note of that, and I again felt some warmth and energy in my forehead and top of my head, but this time it was less intense. Third session, I felt energy on the center of my forehead and at a spot in front of the top of my, in the top of the each ear. So on either side of my head, just in front of each ear, near the top. And in the last session, there was strong, quite strong energy at the top of my forehead and in, in the middle of my forehead. So this is what I mean uh, as far as uh, experiencing things. Uh, the, the two uh, main things were the, this energy that I repeatedly felt uh, in my uh, uh, head, on the top of my head, uh, and then some warmth. And uh, then uh, also after each uh, uh, session, uh, I didn't. I wasn't quite wiped out, but I felt uh, uh, relatively weak in relation to uh, what I normally felt after the session. So that there's something, you know, something going on. I can't guarantee what kind of healing is taking place, but there's something happening. Now I will mention a couple of things that I have noticed since I had these uh, sessions with Antonio. About 70% of the numbness in my feet has gone. Oh, wow. And my, and my feet, which had been cold for most of my life, 
now feel warm. Uh, in the third session, I felt like a wind had blown through the left side of my head where I'd banged my head. It just felt airy. And uh, Antonio mentioned that, that people uh, often mention uh, feeling light or feeling airy after uh, a treatment. Mm -hmm. Now my pulse uh, seems stronger and more regular. My blood pressure is now more than 10 points lower, usually around 115 over 65, and it's gone down as low as 108 over uh, 68. Uh, as a result, I've cut my blood pressure. I've cut my blood pressure uh, medicine in half. Oh wow! Uh, in the in the last thirty days, I've had only three dizzy spells uh, bunched together during a four day period, and I've had no dizzy spells in the past seven days. Uh, incidentally, Antonio says he works on the entire body, and I have an indication of this as the hearing in my left ear which has had some hearing loss for more than 20 years, uh, seems to be better. Uh, pressure seems to have uh, uh, gone. Mm -hmm. So uh, without x-rays and an echocardiogram, there's no way to tell if any structural changes took place. But, uh, and uh, since, an altera uh, since uh, alterations in the human energy field manifest in the physical body, uh, additional changes uh, may appear in my body in the coming weeks. Uh, I'll know more when I see my cardiology. But in any case, I think you can see that uh, whatever the results may be, uh, to whatever extent in my case, uh, there, there, there was something something was going on. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. it, it wasn't just like, you know, I sat on a phone for uh, 60 minutes and uh, didn't experience anything. If you go and read his, uh, he has, as I said, he's got a great many uh, testimonials on his website. Uh, the one just just uh, come to my mind was the NBA basketball player who uh, uh, wrenched his uh, left knee and uh, was healed in a short period of time, and also a major league uh, baseball uh, player who uh, uh, had a problem with his arm. And they they give uh, testimonials. Wow! And and I say a lot of people give t testimonials there, so. Um, well, you know, part of the uh, the uh, Aquarian age, I was reading about the age of Aquarius, which, uh, you know, I think you think it started, and there's different views about when it starts. But no matter what, we're kind of in it somewhat. And one of the things about the Aquarius age is um, the way we're going to heal is through energy and light. And in Pisces, right. it was more through fluids. So it's, right. and it's, there's already evidence of that happening, you know. So it makes yeah, sense. Yeah, your case Elder Casey said that uh, we would eventually heal with light. And, uh, well, listen, uh, uh, what Antonio is doing is actually, and, and so are Reiki healers, uh, they're actually healing with light because that's what that is, you know? Mm -hmm. the, the healing energy is some form, some form of light. But uh, eventually, you know, we'll get some kind of a gadget that uh, uh, works. Uh, I, I had a... I have, I had a, a sort of an amazing energy healer I worked with in Woodstock, and he was self-taught. Uh, his name is Paul Grassi, and I was having really bad vampire nightmares again. And they were I was living near a cemetery, so I think that might have been related. So I worked in a bookstore, and I was so drained. Even I, I worked into the shop, and the, the shop owner was really into metaphysics. She'd look at me and say, what is wrong with you? And I said, I'm having these really bad dreams, and I literally would wake up drained. And then after maybe about, she told me about his, her healer, and I went to him, and after maybe about three sessions, I, I started having dreams where at one point the vampire turned into light, and uh, it stopped, the whole thing stopped, and he, he claims to work with the Christ archetype and the Christ energy, uh, and is, uh -huh. is a self-taught healer. You know, he, he's gone through his own, I think issues and uh and and always in the session i always felt so much energy and he'd always only he he never had a set time he'd work with you he'd just give you what you could kind of handle so you know it was around anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour and a half per session then he said okay this is enough for today and but it was i did really feel the energy and and i it also came in my dreams and it it, it went it, it stopped whatever was draining me stopped so it was really cool yeah, well, this this is what uh, you know. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, 
validates uh, any uh, healing modality or uh, whatever is, uh, you know, you get feedback. Uh, uh, for example, uh, when I was, uh, I did uh, uh, past life readings for five years. And uh, after each reading, I would ask my client, uh, was this, uh, was what I told you relevant to your life? And every single person, with two exceptions, said, yes, it was. And one of the exceptions was an old, older lady uh, who I gave a reading to at a conference. And uh, when uh, we were finished, she started to go, open the door to leave, and then stopped, turned around, and she said, well, it's not relevant to me, but it is relevant to my grandson. <laughs> and the second one was a... Um, Past life therapist, uh, we were in training in California. Both of us were training to do past life therapy. And I mentioned to some of the people that I did uh, readings. And so, of course, everybody wanted to have a reading. And uh, so I did readings for uh, several people. And one was a woman who was, I don't know, I had a problem with her. We must have had something from a past life because if I said black, she'd say white. If I say up, she'd say down. <laughs> and... Uh, so it, one of those people, you know, I'm sure yeah. you've met people like that. And so anyway, she asked me for a reading, and I thought, okay, you know. And, of course, you know, when I do a reading, I close my eyes. And uh, when, I, when I got through with everything, I kept my eyes closed, and I said, uh, was this reading uh, relevant to you? And she says, no. And my eyes just popped open because I've never gotten a response like that. And a woman is sitting opposite me, and tears are pouring down her face. Oh. <laughs> pouring down her face. Oh. Uh, like somebody opened a faucet. Oh. Uh, tears are pouring down her face. And I said, okay. It was so, relevant. You know, that's, a, that, that's 100%. I've got 100% uh, you know, uh, feedback from people saying that uh, you know, something was relevant to the so this is how you, you, you validate the stuff that, you know, is apparently, uh, you know, invisible. Uh, got a moment here, I think. Yeah, yeah just you have like a couple more minutes, yep. Yeah, I, I may have mentioned this before about Reiki, but just to give you an idea, again, of feedback. One of the first people I gave Reiki to was a woman who said uh, she had problems with her hips. They were somehow uh, misaligned or something. And I can't remember all the symptoms, everything she was saying. But anyway, I, I gave her a Reiki. And uh, one day, uh, um, I had my hands on her hips. And she's lying there. And, you know, we're both sort of uh, off somewhere. And suddenly she says, your hands are inside my body. And I looked down and I said, no, they aren't. And she said, well, I feel hands inside my body manipulating my hips. I said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. And then when I was in when I was in New York, this uh, lady came by. She was from a uh, health magazine. I can't remember the name. And she said she was doing an article on uh, um, I can't remember the name of the healing nurses use uh, something touch, therapeutic uh, touch. Yeah, yeah. And and Reiki. And she wanted to interview me. And I said, okay, come on up. And so she interviewed me, and we're talking about things. And she mentioned that she had just stopped uh, smoking. And I said, uh, I thought, well, okay, she needs energy if she just stopped smoking. So I asked her, I said, you know, uh, would you like to uh, uh, sample uh, Reiki? And she said, yeah. So I first put my uh, hands on her shoulders, and uh, you channeled uh, uh, energy down in there. And then I put my hands on the sides of her head. And uh, what she later wrote was, she says, and then we entered this twilight zone. It <laughs> felt like his hand, it felt like his hands were inside my hand, head, gently massaging my brain. Aw, that's amazing. So we are wrapping up now. We've got the music playing behind. And I just wanted to shout out, my dad has many books on Amazon under his name, George Schwimmer. So please check them out. They're very affordable and they're very cool. And thanks so much again, Dad, for coming on the show. That was really interesting about the healers. My pleasure. All right. And thank you all for listening and stay.
stay tuned for next time when we continue to explore the esoteric and the obscure together. Have a beautiful week.